Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 105 in Edmonton, 205 Central Time Edmonton to take on the Dallas Stars tonight. That's a 630 puck drop. The Stars absolutely locked in of late. 18-4-3 in their last 25 games. The second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex is your all-in-one convenient location at digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Alberta-based, but Digitex now with locations in Manitoba, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and British Columbia. And you can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. You can also reach us on our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. We're on Twitter, that as well. You can uh, tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet the show, at Oilers Now. Tweet Brendan Escott. Um... Brendan with two E's and Escott with two T's. Make sure you go down and see the gang at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They've got their own Battle of Alberta taking place right until Christmas Eve. They got Chris, Daryl, and Bruce representing the Flames while Uncle Milt and Johnny and Earl are on the Oilers' side. Right now, it's a great time to buy down at Brent Ridge Ford. They're clearing out the 2019s. Up to $14,000 off on 2019 F-150s. The Battle of Alberta apparently virtually tied right now. Well, you know what? It is tied at the NHL level as well. Give the gang at Brent Ridge a call. 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. We can tell you that guests of the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. Edmonton and Dallas tonight. Ben Bishop going head-to-head against Miko Koskinen. Bishop's numbers, scary. 12-6-3 this year, a 2.07 goals against average, 9.33 save percentage, two foot 7 goaltenders going at it. All right, uh, one thing that happens in Dallas, they got a great PR department over the years, headed up by Tom Holy, who spent a number of years uh, with the San Jose Sharks. They are in a market dominated by 
a team by the name of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and one of the more accessible general managers in the league has been Jim Nill. And Dallas was kind enough to set us up with Jim today. So let's get to that conversation. Jim, it's uh, been an interesting season for your squad this year. And uh, you start with the fact you guys got off to a 1-7-1 and start. Uh, you had a lot of 30-year-old players in your team. Did you have confidence knowing that eventually this group would get it turned around, or was there any concern early in the year? Well, there's always concern. You, you know, you keep going, you start, you know, one and three, and also it's one and four, and one and five, and one and seven. So there's definitely concern, but. We, we got off to a tough start. We lost four guys right away the first game to injuries, so that kind of threw things off. And then a lot of the games could have won, but you don't. And so you're hoping the next game you're going to come out of it, but we didn't. But I, I give the uh, leadership group credit from the coaches on down to the players. They said, don't worry, we're going to be okay. Just stick. let's stick with it. And they did that. And uh, it was a game against Minnesota. We were down 3-1 and the wheels were coming off. And I didn't know, I'm gonna, what am I going to do the next day? I, I didn't know. And all of a sudden we came in the third period, scored five goals, and we haven't looked back since. One thing your team can do is defend. And I mean, that's, hey, if you can stop the other team from scoring, you can win games right now. You've got the, the best uh, goals against the average in the league. Your, your uh, two guardians are tied for the best save percentage in the National Hockey League. And I know you're a believer in having two goalies in the Western Conference, and I think we're seeing lots of other organizations out West follow suit. Yeah, no, we think it's important. We started looking at that back when I first got here. I just knew how the travel was out West, you know, being in Detroit and now being down in Dallas is probably even worse. And, uh, you know, back then we had Lettinen, and we needed to find another guy just to spell. You know, you get the back-to-backs. We're getting in at 2, 3 in the morning on a back-to-back, and it's and the way the game is nowadays, the pressure every night to win, a lot of pressure on goalies. So we've got a great setup here, Bishop, and uh, Anton Kadobin, they, they've been outstanding for us. Uh, our team does play good defense. We know that that's, you know, I think we're, there's about five, six, five or six teams, you know, the Bostons, the, the Vegases, the Islanders, the Washingtons. You got to play good. St. Louis, you got to play good defense in this league to have consistent success. And uh, that's where we tried to get to, and I think we've got there the last two or three years. Uh, you're top three defensemen in terms of their ability to move the puck and what they can do offensively, and it is a transition game. They're special, but Heishkin in particular for me is just, I mean, an electrifying player. Is he really just on the precipice of maybe what he can end up doing? Yeah, he's a special player. Like I say, we're fortunate. John Klingberg's a high-end player also. Then you had Heishkin and we got Lindell, so we're pretty fortunate that way. But Miro's a special player. You know, he's just turned 21. He's still a young kid. Uh, been a year and a half in the league, not even a year and a half yet and uh, he plays like he's been in the league for 10 years but he's just got that uh, calmness demeanor to him he uh, he's a great skater he can always get back in any situation what impresses me the most is his stick he's got an unbelievable stick and he just he goes into the corner with three guys and somehow he always comes out with the puck gets it by them and away we go so that's just a special special trait that he has. We're joined by Dallas General Manager Jim Nell, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Jim, uh, you're looking at Jamie Benn's totals to this point, and you're thinking there's probably more juice there. Like he's at some point he's going to go on a bit of a hot streak. Obviously, you guys can defend, so that offsets it. But is there a feeling that there's probably going to be more coming at some stage? Yeah, that, that's what kind of excites us. You know, Jamie, as far as points-wise, having a tough year, but what I would 
Where I'm proud of Jamie is he's playing the right way. He's playing hard. He's in people's faces. He's a tough guy. He's he's winning the battles in the corners. You know the goals are going to come. Tyler Sagan probably the same way. We, we know there's more there, uh, so we're going to stick with it. Our power play's got to get better. Uh, you know we're in the bottom third of the league that way. Get the power play going. That's going to translate into points for these uh, bigger players, and I think that's going to help give us another push. You brought in uh, three players out of the Pacific Division over the course of the last seven months. Uh, Andrew Cogliano depth guy, a real good penalty killer, uh, and then Corey Perry, uh, as well as Joe Pavelski, who for me was sort of the heartbeat of the San Jose Sharks. Older veteran guys, they know how to play, but have they changed the dynamic in terms of your, your team at all? Just having you know, those are not small personalities as guys. Those are guys that speak their mind a bit. Well, when we talked about that one and seven and one, uh, one seven and one run, uh, it, those are the guys that kind of help keep it together. You know, we still got other leadership group, but these guys came in fresh and they're like, hey, we've been through this before. We're going to be okay. And those guys are leaders without having to have letters. They just, uh, they're about winning. They know how to do it. They've done it their whole career and uh, they have changed our team. Uh, when the wheels are coming off in a game in between periods, I know in the game in Edmonton, we were down after two periods, and I guess it was Joe Pavelski came down. And the guy said, it's easy for us to quit right now. You know, we've had a good road trip. We're down 4-2. He said, let's go get the next goal. Let's keep at it. And we did. And you end up getting to overtime, and from there anything can happen. And it's those little things. Uh, you know, he's been, him and Corey Perry both grabbed the young players. They're showing them uh, video of other teams playing what they do. And uh, those things, you, you, people don't see behind the scenes. And it just means so much to your team. Your organization stated your position involving Jim Montgomery, but I I want to talk about the fact that you added some bench depth with some experience with coaching. Uh, you know, John Stevens, former NHL head coach, Todd Nelson, who came in with Jim a year ago, had a cup of coffee at Edmonton, real good American Hockey League head coach, and then Rick Bonas at the addition. And do you think that maybe assisted in the transition? Because it could have been, it, it appears to be from far, and I'm sure it was unsettling for you guys to a certain degree, but it appears fairly seamless, like the team just keeps on playing and winning games. No, you know, the, the unfortunate uh, situation with our head coach, uh, what you just mentioned made it a lot easier. Yeah. I, I wasn't worried about the transition. I know we got great people in place. Uh, that's the reason we brought these people in. You know, Jim was a young coach, and these guys around him were helping him guide the way sometimes, and so I wasn't worried about the transition. That was probably the, e the easiest part of this whole thing we just went through. And, uh, you know, Rick Bonus has been around forever. Uh, you mentioned John Stevens, Todd Nelson. They're all been head coaches. We bring in Derek Laxtall, who had success sure. you know, yeah, back in yeah. junior, won the Memorial Cup. He won for us down in uh, the Miami minor leagues so the transition that part of it has been very smooth I gotta ask you a couple more questions obviously you worked a long time with Ken Holland uh, my personal observation is uh, our organization and I work for OEG has a different tenor with Ken around um, you know he's maybe a little bit understated uh, there's certainly no ego there and uh, the other thing is in the, the combination with Dave uh, Tippett is the highs aren't too highs and the lows and they're going through a little bit of a tough stretch right now aren't too low. Can you maybe speak to you know how you know working with Ken over those years I don't know if it you know if he was a bit of a mentor for you but certainly a, you know you have a, a professional respectful relationship with how that went for a number of years in Detroit. Well Kenny and I go way back to junior days in Medicine Hat and I respected him there. He was an older guy he was one of the younger guys and uh, he uh, the way he was as a player he's the same way as a, as a manager He uh, it's all about the team, team first uh, and you mentioned he's got no ego, he's humble, it's about and it's about doing the right things and sometimes the hardest things, those decisions 
are the hardest things to make or the right things, but he's going to do it. And he's not going to be affected by outside chatter or influence. Uh, he's going to stick with it. He knows how to win, and he's going to get Edmonton back on the map. And uh, he's a good man, a uh, great family man. I got the utmost respect for him. He's been a mentor of mine. He, he hired me and showed me the steps along the way and uh, uh, helped get me the opportunity in Dallas. So I, I respect him uh, the utmost, and we're great friends. You know, you're getting old when you're, you're broadcasted kids' game or guys' games whose sons are now first-round draft choices. And I did Brian Harley's games when Brian was in medical school at the U of A, and he was uh, kind of the number three goaltender, but we had an injury one year, and he saw a little bit of action. You ended up drafting his son, uh, Thomas Harley. Just got uh, cut from the Canadian World Junior team. I know you have another uh, prospect that's still with that team right now. Uh, maybe just a, a thought on uh, on what you saw in Harley in the first round and uh, why you guys were attracted to him. Well, we're big into, you know, when you, when you go into the draft, especially first round, yeah. Defensemen are a premium, and I think center icemen are a premium. And we had the opportunity to draft a defenseman. It was Thomas Harley, and uh, he's been everything in plus. We actually we had a tough decision in training camp. He he played that well that we thought maybe let's keep him for eight or nine games. But I go back to kind of my roots and understand that, you know what, he's only 18 years old. Let's be careful here. So we slowed it down. He's gone back to junior, having a great year, one of the leading defensemen in the OHL, probably in Canadian hockey. Unfortunately, just cut from the uh, world junior team, but he, he'll be back there again. He's going to get another opportunity yep. and uh, but he's he's knocking on the door he, he's a great player he's got great size he can skate he can move the puck and uh, he's everything you look for in every day NHL player. Jim, we'll wrap up with this. Uh, you, After playing at Bettis now, you ended up playing at the University of Calgary Donalds for George Kingston. Uh, Alberta was your prime rival at that time. Luke Phillip, by the way, out of the U of A, who Calgary signed, has got 11 goals his last 12 games in the American Hockey League. So there is players you can... There's so much focus on NCAA, uh, you know, free agents at 21-22 that come out after third or fourth year. And there are guys that can be found, and you're a prime example of a guy that elevated out of the uh, what was, you know, CIAU and now is known as U-Sport. It shows you have to look and find players everywhere, don't you? No, you do. And, and, and unfortunately, the Canadian college route kind of probably gets overlooked. And what we forget is a lot of these guys come out of junior. Uh, they're over age years, and they just need a little bit more time. But there's players there. I still remember back to our days, and it still happens. You watch sometimes exhibition games. The Canadian colleges play the U.S. colleges. And they're even games. Yeah. It's, the hockey is just as good. And uh, we all get different routes. And everybody develops at different speeds. And uh, it's great hockey. And uh, I know it helped my career. And there's great people that come out of that league. All right, that is Jim Nell. Really understated, nice man. It's 118 in Edmonton. Uh, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, uh, we'll get to the injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyer. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
doctors. We'll go back into the Ashley Fine Floors text line and hear from Andrew Cogliano. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. Darnell Nurse, by the way, playing to the tune of 22:33 time on ice per game. Edmonton Oilers in action tonight against the Dallas Stars. Still to come on today's show, one-on-one conversation with Andrew Cogliano, an update from the farm with Jay Woodcroft. To our Ashley Fine Floors text line, this text says, Bob, remind me, why do we like Philip Broberg? Why did we draft him at number eight overall? Another Pugliarvi. Uh, I think it'd be a bit premature to suggest that Philip Broberg is headed down the yes of Poliarvi's. In fact, if anything, the exact opposite scenario has taken place. Poliarvi came over, played in the NHL after being the fourth overall pick in 2016, spent time up and down between Bakersfield and uh, Edmonton, started the year in Edmonton, finished the year in Bakersfield. Uh, a lot of people think that Poliarvi should have stayed back in Finland for another year. And what the Oilers did with Broberg, Broberg stayed in Sweden and played for Sheleftia. It's my belief that next season Philip Broberg will be in Bakersfield the entire year. Again, so I don't really see it. One's a forward, one's a defenseman. I don't really see it. Bob, do you think there's any way the Oilers could offload Jesse and should they make a move for Tyler to Foley? Uh, well, I think Poyarvi could be moved in a package deal, theoretically. Um, and if he doesn't get moved during the season, I think he's getting moved at the draft because I think the ship has sailed for him to return to Edmonton in any way, shape, or form. And that's by his own doing with his agent, Marcus Lato. Like, I, I think that, and there are reports from the Channel One tournament that's taken place over in Russia that uh, Poliarvi's had a strong performance, played pretty well. That's great. The, the better Jesse plays over in uh, Europe, the better it is for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. Bob, how long are the New Jersey Devils going to continue down the path on this soap opera involving Taylor Hall? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't have that answer for you. It is their prerogative to deploy him as they want to. So it's not out of the realm of options that they pulled him out of the lineup, thinking they were closing in on a potential trade. Kevin has texted the show on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, is there any update on Matt Benny? The Oilers' woes seem to have started when he got hurt and Adam Larson came back to the lineup. Um, well, I, Adam Larson, the last two games, has started to round in a form. If he plays with a sense of urgency and he's tightened up his gap and he's been a little bit more authoritative at the blue line, then he's, uh, you know, a top four defenseman. But it wasn't pretty for the first couple games back for Adam Larson. I'll concede that to you. Regarding Matt Benning, he is not down currently in Dallas. He uh, took a shot off the head against the Canucks after he got a stick in the head from Evander Kane, which the officials missed. Um, but I do agree with you. I think the Edmonton Oilers have uh, really missed Matt Benning. Um you know, he's a useful third-pairing defenseman. He's a good third-pairing defenseman. The argument is, can he pinch hit and be a four? I think in time he could. Um, I think there's some progression that's occurred there, even this season with Jim Playfair. Matt's a smart guy. He gets pucks through from the points. He doesn't get enough credit for being as competitive as he is in the puck battles in his own zone. Again, you can uh, text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, at 780-496-0063. So keep it coming. I'd love to hear from you. 
Uh, without further ado, we're going to skip into the Oilers Now Injury Report. For James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. And here is Brendan Escott. All right, well, a couple things to update over the weekend. Nikita Kucherov, day-to-day with the Lightning, a lower body issue there. He got hit with a John Carlson shot over the weekend. Avs defenseman Kale McCarr will miss the next two games with an upper body injury. He is skating in a non-contact jersey, but will not be with the team on this two-game road trip. They are in St. Louis tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, Eric Johnson out for the next two as well. He's got an upper body issue of his own. Stars have been without Martin Hansel and Stephen Johns all season long. Matthias Janmark was day-to-day, but will dress on the Stars' second line tonight, at least uh, according to their team's Twitter account. And Oilers defenseman Matt Benning still sidelined with the concussion. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, and Hansel's an interesting one. John's an interesting one. Those guys were supposed to give them some size in their respective positions, and they've pretty much been on LTIR the entire year. Uh, Taylor Ferdoon has been pinch hitting the former Princeton grad as a number six slash seven defenseman. He's a smart player. He's playing 1355 per game. Stars are good, even though they're quiet a bit offensively. I mean, you're sitting there, and I'm sure we got a lot of guys listening to Oilers now and gals listening to Oilers now right now that are into the pools and that sort of thing and lo and behold you sit there and you see Jamie Ben, 34 games in a season he's got 7 goals and 16 points now I can tell you he's one of the two big horses here in Dallas along with Tyler Sagan and as for Sagan, 6 goals and 25 points in 34 games so those guys have played 34 combined games and Ben and Sagan have 13 goals, that's it both McDavid and Drysaddle have 20 for the Oilers. And obviously 57 points for the scoring leader, Connor McDavid, 56 for Leon Drysaddle. Defense, you got one goaltender at 933, the other goaltender at 927. Puts yourself in pretty good position. So it'll be a tough one tonight. Dallas, by the way, is 12-4-2 at home this year. The Oilers are 10-7-1 at home. They started the year 5-0 at home, and they've gone 3-6-3 in their last 12 home games. Edmonton's got to pull it together. I think there's still a couple tickets left for Pittsburgh. Um... Edmonton has Pittsburgh and Montreal on back-to-back nights, so you'll have to visit EdmontonOilers.com. Obviously, the game against the Maple Leafs was a sellout. Uh, should be a kicker coming up Friday and Saturday night at Rogers Place, but two tough ones on the road here before we get rolling there. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and when we come back, we're going to go down to Bakersfield, uh, where the Condors picked up three out of a possible four points on the weekend and talk to Jay Woodcroft. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.